There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Secure the Insecure. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest today was on the 2021 series of Love Island, where along with her boyfriend Teddy, she got to third place. Known for being feisty, the biggest movie moment that led to 25,000 Ofcom complaints and being the one that brought the villa together, my guest today is a true Love Island legend. A horse rider, a lettings manager and an interior designer queen, my guest is about to add chef to the list as she joins the 2022 celebrity series of MasterChef. I'm delighted to welcome to Security and Secure, Faye Winter. Hello Faye. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am such a fan of yours. I'm so glad that you agreed to do this podcast. <laughs> always. I'm always here. Someone asked me to talk. I'm like, I'm here for it. When you do talk, there's different versions of you that we get. I know that there's a very soft, gentle version of Faye. The one that we would get in Devon, for example. But then we also know the TV version of Faye. And obviously, movie night that led to those complaints. We know there's that feistiness there, but there's a trigger there and if you peel off that layer of that viceness then you get to know the real fate and that's what i've been waiting a whole year to be able to do oh bless you. yeah a lot of people say that i'm very much like an onion you know like my friends my family at home they're like you're so soft you know my best friends at home like when i ask them when you do the show they're like i'm like can you describe me in like three words and my best friends are like caring loving like couldn't do enough for you and i'm like oh yeah i am like that but i don't want them to know that like you know i don't want people to be see my soft side because as soon as people see your soft side that's when i know that you can get hurt so i do have this other side of me i'm like a split personality disorder and i'm okay with that so if you've got that version of you that devon version of you and that's the real you do you feel like you put barriers and walls up to guard that? Because if you let that down and you let someone in, and obviously with Teddy, you'd have had to let him in. But with other people that you meet, if you let them in, are you worried, oh, do you know what? They're going to hurt me in the future. I just have to wait for that to happen. But I could see it ending in tears. 
Yeah, 100%. And my circle is very, very, very small. Like, even if they're good for me, you know, if the people are there and they, they've got good intentions, I always want to push away because I'm just thinking to myself, I know for a fact that you you could hurt me. What's interesting with movie night, for example, is that obviously we know and we saw you go mad at Teddy, but mm. Teddy had a very calming way about him. And because he allowed you to speak and he didn't really speak... Has that changed the way that you look at the world then? Because you've been with him for a year now. You see him every single day. Has he brought out a different version of you, a a more calming version of you? Oh, my God, a million percent. I mean, all my friends and family at home are like, what have you done to her? Like, she's actually half decent. (laughs) She's not this person that goes out and, you know, is constantly looking and worried about what other people think and, you know, always has to kind of put on a front i'm not that person anymore like i don't do that i've i've definitely grown so much as a person and you know movie night for me at that point in movie night what all like what i was saying to teddy was i don't want to speak to you i don't want to speak to you i want my own space because do you know what exactly what i thought would happen by liking you and letting you in seems to me has happened because for what I saw from that clip, obviously I didn't see the whole of what everything else that he was doing, but he went to Catherine Moore and went to the other villa. And all I knew in the back of my head was that he'd find someone else, you know, he'd find someone else better than me. He would definitely be looking for another thing. And then when he comes back, everyone was telling me that wasn't the case. And obviously you, got, everyone at home saw that that wasn't the case. But the only clip they played was him having a flirty conversation with Clarice. And then in my mind, all I thought was, again, everyone's lying to me. You know, everyone is just trying to tell me what I want to hear. He's telling me what I want to hear, trying to have his cake and eat it. And all I was saying to him was, look, I don't know I wasn't saying. I was shouting at him. Get out of my personal space. I don't want to speak to you right now. Because at home, what I would have done if that had happened is I would have gone. Like, I would have just gone to my parents, gone to my sister's, back to my safe place, which they don't know about. And I would have cried. I would have been really upset. I would have got emotional. But they never would have seen that side of me. And I would never have spoken to that person again. But if you think from the Love Island perspective, in your series, you obviously had Liam and Millie, you had Chloe and Toby, you and Teddy, Kaz and Tyler, and at that point, almost Jake and Liberty. You had six very, very strong couples. And there was, obviously, Liam and Millie were a little bit ahead in terms of how close they were. But everyone was more or less quite settled, apart from Casa and Moore changed it. And so you and Teddy were in a good place before Casa and Moore came along. And it was almost like the producers had to put that bomb in there. Obviously, Teddy could do what he wanted to do, but it was almost like they needed to ignite that storyline, especially with you. And like we see with the postcard challenges in previous series, where they just had to change that storyline a bit to get you and Teddy a bit more airtime because you were one of the most populous islanders of your series and give you something to act upon, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I always say I don't blame ITV. I don't blame production because ultimately it was me that made the choices to act how I wanted to act. And I've always taken full responsibility for that. So I understand that I went on a TV show and they wanted drama and they want all of that. And yeah, each couple and each islander has a storyline you know they have a character so for me there was no blame there but it was very real for me and all I could think was he has done me wrong and obviously he hadn't and everyone could see that he hadn't apart from me and that's just me and my like being my normal self just complete self-sabotage 
and can't see a good thing when it's literally staring me in the face because I don't want to, because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to give that side of me over. And that's why I've always said I do not have any problems with ITV. I don't have that issue that I'm like loads of people come out of the show and blame production for how they were portrayed and blame ITV and blame Lover. I don't. Like, I actually don't. I love the show. I loved the part I played in it and I would never have changed my journey for the absolute world because it's the one time in my life where I couldn't run. I couldn't go to my parents. I couldn't ignore somebody. I had to deal with my problems face on and look at me now a year later. You know, I'm in the best place of my life in regards to my relationship and the best relationship I've ever had where actually I can communicate with somebody. You know, I was a very strong, independent woman before I went into the show. I owned my own house. I was I was a manager. I've done, I've been through life experiences. So if somebody was going to come over and tell me to do something because they're looking in front of the camera and I didn't want to do it, believe me, I would just say no. Although, if the producer said to you you're only having two drinks a night, you still say no. Well, no, because I stole some drinks. <laughs> I love that story. For those that don't know, just tell everyone what you did on movie night in the larder beforehand because I think it's a brilliant story that I don't think many people actually know. Because so many people, when I said that I drank more alcohol than I was allowed, think that I somehow magically snuck in alcohol. I don't know if they thought I stuck it in my makeup bag or what. But basically, you get your alcohol delivered through the larder. And there's two doors to the larder. One's the outside, and then one that you see islanders going in and out of. And that back door is always locked. So you can't get out of that back door at any, any moment unless the producers are stood behind it and they ask you to come out. So all they do is they put your drinks inside the larder. And <laughs> on moving, I had had enough. Uh, obviously, and you don't get told when the drinks go in there. So I've gone into the larder and all 12 Islander drinks, bearing in mind, you've got to remember, it was just after Casa and more. So I think there was maybe, I think there was about 12, 12 or 14 Islanders there. So there was 12 or 14 drinks lined up in the larder. And I thought, oh, do you know what? Sod this. So I went and got my water bottle. And also the water container is inside the larder where you fill your water bottles up. I have no water, honey. So I literally chucked the water away of my of my water bottle and then went straight in the larder and filled up my water bottle with, I think, three glasses of wine. And I had my two glasses of wine that I was allowed. And I had the extra beer that we had on the movie night table. I was so drunk. It was great. Well, it was great until the next morning. I woke up hungover and then I realised what I'd done. And then all of a sudden, as we all do, we got get that feeling of shame. And I was like, oh, no, I've got to deal with this now. <laughs> Whilst we're talking about funny stories, because that story I absolutely love, there's another story about you I also love. And it involves what happened after you had some Botox and you couldn't find an electric toothbrush. And I know we're <laughs> skipping so much and we're going so out of the line of let's talk about Love Island. But it's such a brilliant story. I don't want those who don't know the story not to hear it because it's fantastic. I feel like everyone hears this story and they die. But it was actually a really dark moment of my life. Because... I'm sorry, we all have to laugh at your life, eh? That is what you brought to us now. I... I love it. If you can laugh at me, that's great. When people laugh with me, I'm then always a bit like, hang on. Are they oh, there you go. There's the insecurity coming out again. Yeah, that's the insecurity. Oh, no, just laugh at me. I'd prefer that. So I was obviously going up for my Love Island audition. I just had some Botox done. And I, my life, literally, I was like, I'm not going to get on the show because my both my brows had dropped from having my Botox done. So if you put Botox too far down your forehead and in the wrong muscle, it relaxes the muscle that pulls your eyebrow up. So both my eyebrows were dropped. They literally looked like a saggy pair of boobies around, swinging around my cheeks. So I was like, oh my God, I've got to go up for my interview with Love Island. 
And the, I rang the guy that done it, and I was, like, shouting at him. But obviously, I couldn't tell him why it was so important that this Botox had gone wrong. And he was like, look, just put an electric toothbrush on it. It'll get the movement, the vibration. will get the muscle working, and then it'll come back quicker. I'm driving to London. I'm in my car. I'm thinking to myself, "Hun, I don't have my electric toothbrush to hand. I'm going up and back in a day. So I'm like, what have I, what have I got? What have I possibly got? And I'm rooting for my handbag. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll do the trick. Little old arm comes and vibrate. Oh, I'll just ping that straight on the forehead. And I'm driving up to London up the M5, the M4, with a bloody vibrator on my head. It's, 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 these are the stories we need to know about because I think the problem that we've got in the media is that you're kind of pegged to one thing and for you I, I hate to say it but I think movie night is the big thing that people remember you as but there's such fantastic stories about you out there that people just don't know yeah well do you know what like that's the thing and and that's okay like look, as long as I'm known for something I mean as long as I'm an icon and a legend for something I'm all right with it but you know, I get my fieriness from my dad. I remember there was one time I was at school, my phone got stolen. My dad was driving down the down the dual carriageway. He rang my school like, unless you find a phone, I'm going to come cut the whole school off. That is the family I'm from. And he's driving a HGV lorry and he was just going to pass across the front of the school so none of the buses could get in until I had my phone found. We're a fiery family. But that's okay. Like, I don't mind because I did do those things. But I learned from them. So actually, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me now. Like, when, obviously, when I came out of the villa... I was in such a low place because I was like, everyone hates me. Everyone hates me. And like you say, I do have other sides of me that didn't feel like anyone saw or anyone really respected and that everyone had kind of forgotten about. Anyone, everyone had forgotten every good side of me. Every time I'd made you laugh on TV, all of that was gone out the window. They literally, I felt like I was being pinpointed to movie night and that was how I was being addressed and that was my personality trait and that isn't my only personality trait so for me it was so hard at that point to try and come out of that so how did you find your sense of belonging to the world because obviously you've left Love Island and you've come out the villa in as one of the finalists you've been in holding and then you fly back two days later where the show's still being spoken about but it's kind of died down and you kind of go straight home you do a bit of press, but basically you're there to do Love Island after some, which they film in England, and the reunion episode, and then you're kind of just left to your own devices. So how did you start dealing with that? Because obviously you have the therapy that ITV have, the duty of care, that they give you those eight sessions, but away from that, how are you dealing with just this newfound fame, this new following that you've got on social media, but also working out your identity of, well, who am I? Who is Faye now? Who who, who do I want to be now? Because everyone's saying I'm one thing. Am I that or am I what I thought I was? Yeah, and that's so hard. I feel like because, and this is actually one good thing again about how I was brought up and, you know, what I'd done before Love Island. I knew who I was before Love Island. I knew I was a strong, independent woman. I knew that I am a good person. I know that I've done charity work and volunteered for the guide dogs for five years before Love Island. I've worked in property for 10 years before Love Island. I know my passion. So when I came out of Love Island, my difficulty was people trying to push me down a route that I, I didn't want to go down. I don't, I don't want to do fashion. Like If I do fashion, I do charity shop shopping. I do, I do hauls in charity shops. That's what I enjoy doing. You know, I don't want to leave what I've done before. I don't want to leave the dogs. I don't want to leave guide dogs. I don't want to leave property. That's what I want to do. Because that's what I've worked 10 years of my life to become and become an established name in my, in my city of 
a top letting agent. Like I knew who I was and I was bloody good at what I done. So all I needed to work on myself and I was I was saying to them blue in the face, the only thing I needed to work on was my love life. Like, you know, I had a great group of friends around me. I have an amazing family that I couldn't have wished for any better support from. And the only thing I really struggled with was men. And that was because I didn't open up because I have been so hurt in my past that at this point I didn't want to. And I was just working on myself. So then when you come out and you, like you say, you've got all of these new things coming at you, I'm kind of thinking, I know what I want to do. So I know in my mind, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like my first collaboration when I came out of Love Animals with a charity is with the guide dog. So I became a campaign star from straight away. That in, but that wasn't seen as successful. But to me, that was the biggest success I've probably ever done in my life. I've gone from a volunteer to a campaign star. And that wasn't seen as successful because there was no digits behind it because it was full charity work. So then again, that was another thing you have to kind of get your head around. Like, okay, well, that isn't seen as success. That press isn't being picked up on because it's not got money behind it. And to other people, success is designer handbags and nice cars and big house. And I've never been brought up like that. I'm from a working class family. My mum and dad always told me, if you can't afford it, and if we can't afford it, you don't have it. So to come out and then try and live this new world while still wanting to do exactly what I've done in my old life, that's been the hardest thing, to try and transition it in. I'm luckily now, like a year on, I'm trying to still work space and work out, but also no one's done what I want to do before. No one's come out of Love Island and wanted to do property. So it's trying to carve my own path and not go down the same route as everyone else. But that's okay, because I, I know I'll do it, and I know I'll get there eventually. And if I don't, my old boss will have me back in an beat. So <laughs> not all is lost. But how did you find, though, being in the Love Island Villa and you're given all these clothes and they're disposable clothes, you know, a dress that you only wear once, and then you've got, you know, the deal's a pretty little thing, and I saw it first, and those are the ones that everyone knows about and associated with Love Island when you're in the villa and when you come out of the villa and everything that's been thrown at you, these brand deals and these freebies you're getting for social media posts and just in general people gifting you things. How did you find that acceptance and going, yeah, I can have that. I do deserve that. Yeah, I, 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 it's absolutely fine for me to take that. I know I haven't paid for it and I know how hard I used to work for something like that, but it's okay to accept it. I am my own person. I am fate. And this is the fate of 2021 at that point. I feel like, you know, the things that I accept and I post on my social media, I'll only ever do stuff that I actually would want my followers to buy. I'd want, I only would want to promote what I'd want 15-year-old me to buy. I try and be a good advocate for not doing fast fashion. I, I've always tried to do that. You know, I've done my edit with New Look, but all of my pieces are statement pieces that you can rewear and rewear, and that's who I am. You know, I've got so many blazers in my wardrobe. Not all of them from charity shop, don't get me wrong. Some of them are high street. But I, I rewear them all the time. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring back to people that actually it is okay to rewear. I, I went out the other day, I wore a charity shop dress. And, you know, and but that's okay. Like, only because you're not wearing a new outfit every time you go out on a Saturday night, that doesn't mean that you're not making it. That doesn't mean that you're not, if you're seen on the same dress twice on your Instagram, that... That's a problem because it's not like, but obviously I've been really, I've just been really selective of who I work with, who I want to post. And obviously that's been seen, you know, Celebrity Masterchef, they came forward and they came forward for me. And that was my biggest like moment where I was like, wow, like I'm not just 
seen as this horrible mouthy girl that was on movie night for 45 minutes went for the rest This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The summer, I hoped that I'd made people laugh. I hoped that I'd made people cry, like... I hope I brought out emotions in other people. Like, they come forward for me because they saw through that. So then when I got to do Celebrity Master Chef and I walked into a room and I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually with celebrities. That was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm really just a little old girl from Devon and now I'm with you guys. Can I get all your signature and shall I leave? <laughs> Did you get any imposter syndrome? That You know, you're with Paul Chuckle. I'm sure you watched Chuckle Vision growing up and, you know, Danny Jones from McFly. I'm sure, you know, you're a similar age to me that McFly and Busted were the band yeah. of that time. So that's what I said. I walked in and I was like, oh my God. So they get told who I was doing it with. And I was like, wow. Like, like I said, I said, that's Danny. I said, you're like, I'm not flying, like, not flying busted. We're like our thing. And I made a joke and I was like, just being normal to me, where I was like, oh, I, was actually, I was actually a busted girl myself. So, you know, sorry. And then obviously seeing Paul Chuckle, wow. Like, I did grow up with him on CBBC. He was the face of like the channel. So. It was very strange, but they were so amazing and so kind and so welcoming that I felt at ease within, like, half an hour. I was so nervous walking into that room, and I was like, they're not going to know who I am. They're not going to care who I am. But even if they didn't know who I am, they never made it seem that way, and they never made me seem like I was any less of a person, even though these guys are 
you know, icons and legends. And it's very hard to be a reality star and do a show like Love Island and migrate into mainstream TV. Normally you do Love Island and you go on to Celebs Go Dating. Celeb Masterchef is different because it's mainstream. It's BBC One and only certain people like Vicky Patterson has managed to do that and break through to the mainstream. Number one, why do you think they chose you? And number two, how have you found leaving that Love Island label and now being seen as a Celebrity Masterchef contestant number one, but also just as a mainstream reality star? Yeah, we just said that. It's given me goosebumps. Like, that's so weird. Um, yeah, I am the first female Love Island contestant to ever do Celebrity Masterchef. And I have no idea why they chose me. I think maybe, you know, they, they liked the idea and they thought the entertainment might be there because I clearly do not deal well under pressure and in stressed environments. Like, maybe that's the reason. Or maybe it's just the reason that actually they, they saw that there was more to me than what was seen on Love Island. And they wanted to find out more. Maybe they were just more intrigued by me and my personality. I, honestly, I, I don't know, but it was such an amazing experience. I can't even, and to now be known as a celebrity MasterChef contestant. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's my great problem. My, you know, my greatest achievements going through in TV, isn't it? Like I am just so humbled, and I feel so grateful that they've even given me the chance because whereas so many people have turned their nose up at me from Love Island because of one slip-up, it shows that there are people out there that even though you make mistakes and even though you know, you're not always going to be right and you're not always going to get situations right, there are still people out there that believe in you and you know, don't just follow the norm and snub you and follow the norm and push you to one side and say that you and put you in one kettle of fish, really. Like They just put you over there and just leave you with them. So... I'm just really grateful that they even considered me. I thought I had a purpose on Celebrity MasterChef, you know. It wasn't just about the drama. I was actually there to learn. I was actually also there to prove to myself that I could do something. That I like, you know, I've never really been good at anything apart from selling properties. Like, I could actually learn something and potentially be good at it. And that was something that I really wanted to push myself for and be like, you know what, let's Let's keep going with it. Like, let's let's push yourself as much. Put yourself out of your comfort. Forget what you look like. Forget what people may think of you for one minute. And in that hour where you're cooking, just concentrate on what you're doing. And people will either like me for it, love me for it. They might still not even like me, but that's okay again because I don't. If you don't like me, I don't need to beg for you to like me. But I do hope that people see that there is more to me. You know, there. You, on Love Island, you got to see 40 minutes of a day. And in that 40 minutes, you may have only seen me for 15 minutes. For you to see that, when actually now, you're going to see me for a full hour with five other contestants. And you will see more of me and what I'm actually like under pressure. But yeah, I mean, I'm just very grateful for everyone that's taken a chance on me and BBC and, you know, just to seeing through it and hopefully being like, there just is more to this girl than the gobby mare we saw on movie night. And I think for you as a person as well, I was listening to a podcast with the owner of Soho House and it was really interesting what he said about hospitality and how the whole Soho House got created and, you know, how that became a franchise. And I think what's interesting is you, we know that you love your property. We know your previous career. We've seen your vlogs on YouTube now where you go in these incredible houses. We know you know what makes a good property. We know that you've got an amazing personality. We know you can be hot. We know you can be cold. Now we know that you can cook. 
there has to be somewhere in the line that we see a new version of you, Faye, where either as a business head, that you create a business with an amazing property and that you cook in it and you do the entertainment or you have the food and entertainment because you understand what's needed in that property or even a Selling Sunset style show with Andrew LePage, who's on it this year, who's also in property, and that together you do this show where we see amazing properties, but we also see amazing personalities as well. There's, it, it feels like you're building up all these little parts, all these little jobs you've done, whether it's your look with the fashion, whether it's you being with your personality, whether it's you in the housing, whether it's you in food, it seems to be building towards something. Yeah, that's the thing. If you don't have an end goal that you're working towards, then you don't get to your destination quickly. You know, I've always had what I'm good at, what I know and what I love. And if I can do anything with those three things, then I'm winning. I'm the winner here, no one else. And I've been very particular on my jobs. I've been very particular on what I do and I will be doing that going forward because I know what I want to do. I don't want to be seen as, you know, I'm, I'm rubbish on Instagram. I, Instagram to me, I can't do it. I'm no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a still a bit too old for it now, I'll be honest. Like, you know, TikTok, not really that, but me, TV, and what I love and know is, yeah, hopefully something I'll be doing going forward. And, I mean, let's just hopefully, I'm always going to say watch this space and just see what the future holds because, if anything, the last year has taught me is you never know what's around the corner. I don't think I'll be doing Celebrity MasterChef this time last year. <laughs> Did I? How? Like, if you don't take the right opportunities and you only do the wrong ones, you need to have your end goal in mind all the time because you take the wrong things, you get sidetracked and then you're never going to get to where you want to be yourself personally. Well, let's talk personally and your journey because obviously you've been with Teddy for a year now. We saw on your Instagram this week you at Tiffany trying on rings. <laughs> Is there an engagement on the cards? Oh, you're going to have to ask him that because I ask him every day and I always get the same answer, which is, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He says the day that you don't ask me might be the day that it happens. So I, but I can't help myself but ask him pretty much every morning with a cup of tea. Are oh, you going to ask me tomorrow? He's saying no, Faye. So he's keeping his cards very close to his chest. I would go through his pants or see if there's a ring in there, but I think he's clever enough to know not to hide it in there. But what would it mean to you to have that sense of belonging, that engagement ring on the finger? What does that solidify to you? And also, talking what we've said earlier on, does it scare you to be engaged, to have that commitment? Not with Teddy. Like, wow. anyone else in my life that, you know, I've been in, I was in a relationship for five years when I was 18 to when I was 23. No, I, wouldn't, I couldn't think of anything worse than a ring on my finger. With Teddy, it's completely different. Like everything we do just feels so natural. Like I don't need we don't need to live in each other's pockets, you know. He goes out with his brothers and he goes to do whatever he wants to do. Last weekend I didn't see him from Friday through to Monday because he was out having a nice time. I never I don't worry like I've ever like before where I would worry so much and I would get myself into a frenzy and that's when I know I don't need a ring to know that I belong with him I already know that I belong with him I just think I like to wind him up about it and also want him to put his hand in his pocket <laughs> <laughs> and what about culturally you know you're in a uh, you're in an interracial relationship how have you found that coming out the villa and also just learning about his culture as well it's 
strange because his mum is Portuguese, so she cooks a lot, a lot of Portuguese food. And actually, his mum says that she sees a lot of herself in me because Teddy's dad was Nigerian. She met Teddy's dad, loved Teddy's dad, but little things like she couldn't, she can't do spicy food. I can't do spicy food, and she said that she had like quite a few issues when she was with Teddy's dad. You know where. She didn't feel like she would be accepted into the culture. And I definitely do feel like that sometimes. And also, I worry that I'm not enough to try. But at the end of the day, we're a multicultural society now in the UK. I get on so well with his family. He gets on so well with mine. And actually, anything else surrounding that is just outside noise that we don't need to listen to. So we get on so well. And our families get on so well. Like my mum and dad adore Teddy. You, it could be the same as asking him, like, you know, how does he feel like coming down to Devon and where Devon isn't so multicultural? And it's such a shame that is, but it's because actually the cities are where the hub is and where the, like, you know, London is the UK. And London to me, I've never been to London before. I really opened my eyes when I came up here and what a beautiful multicultural society we do actually live in. And I just feel like we're actually a representation of that now. And for me, that's amazing. And I couldn't wish for anything more. We've had really tough times and we've had the struggles. And I've definitely been told, you know, that I'm not, I'm not worthy to be accepted into the culture. And people hope that I, I, I can't carry Nigerian children. And I've had some really bad stuff. And Teddy's had some bad stuff. But it's all outside noise. Because it's not coming from anyone that cares or loves about us or wishes that on us. Because everyone around us and everyone that's ever met us want nothing more than for me and Teddy to get married, have babies and live a very happy life. What did you mean about that you wouldn't be able to carry a Nigerian child? Sorry to be ignorant, I just don't understand that. Well, I just had some comments, that obviously after movie night and stuff, and had some really bad bad comments that I, that they that people hope that I can't carry Nigerian children and... If I was to get pregnant, I don't, I don't deserve to be able to, you know, come into such a welcoming and, and loving culture that is very family orientated. And sometimes I can, I can understand that what I done was fully disrespectful on movie night. And but there's been comments that you know you can't get away from and that actually aren't okay. But again, it's outside noise. You know, me and Teddy, we don't listen to that. But they are comments that are made and. A lot of people don't realise that, you know, a lot of people still think that racial slurs and stuff is a thing of the past. And it's not. It's still very present. And me and Teddy get it a lot. And we are probably one of the only multicultural relationships that's quite out of Love Island. You know, there's not very many, like, multicultural relationships that have come out from Love Island. And I feel like, if anything, we're just proving everyone wrong. Like, it doesn't matter if the whole world's against you, the whole of the UK is against you, if 25,000 people are against you in your relationship. It doesn't matter as long as you and your partner are happy, and that's what me and Teddy are. Would you feel like you've almost got a responsibility, not necessarily to stay together to show that it can work, but a responsibility almost to educate in a way of, look, we're a bit older, um, this is serious, but this is what it's like to be in an interracial relationship? You don't see enough. And also as well, I feel like I'm frightened to talk about things. I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong thing or that something could be interpreted wrong. And I know what I meant by a comment, but I don't want it to be seen in the wrong light. And it's so hard because I'd love to be able to open the eyes of people and say, actually, we're in a multicultural society here in the UK, and let's love that and nurture that and make it amazing. 
But at the same time, I don't want to get it wrong because, like you say, you get it wrong. And that would be me done because there would be no coming back from that. And so it's very, it's very thin ice that I don't really want to delve into too much because I don't want to get, I don't want to try and do it justice, but then get it wrong. Talking of the noise that you say, uh, you know, if you were, and please God you do, get pregnant with Teddy, you're getting these comments on Instagram of, well, you you shouldn't be allowed to do it. What would you say to that? Because it's just really interesting that you're like the first person I've spoken to that's been in this situation. And I feel like for a lot of people listening to this, it'll be the first time they've heard about this. And I just think it's so important that you, that we learn from you because you're living it. And so the only way to learn is to actually hear it from those who are living it. I just feel like, again, there isn't anything really to say to those type of people because the type of people that are saying that are the ones that, the ones, the people that are saying that are the type of people that aren't letting this multicultural society live. Like, they're the ones that are actually trying to separate us. And I just think, I'm in love with Teddy and I want to have a family at some point with Teddy. It shouldn't matter if I'm white and he's mixed race or... Our skin colour and our culture should have nothing to do with when we want to start a family or when we choose to have children. And our children shouldn't feel a certain way because they're born into a multicultural family. Like I, There is just nothing for, that, for me to say because I feel like there's more ignorance from those type of people that actually I can't, I can't teach them because they don't want to learn. All I care about is me, Teddy, and our immediate friends and family. They love each other, do you know what I mean? With We are just one big family and our skin colour and our culture have got nothing to do with that love. So we're just going to keep going as we are and at the end of the day, this outside noise is only noise at the end end of the day. It's not... People will never come up to our face and say anything. People will never stand up for it. A lot of it is behind bogus accounts and not actually from anyone apart from somebody trying to make me feel like crap. But they're not going to do that because I've got too much love surrounding me and too much love for Teddy. So that's not going to ever happen. You know, I know that Kate and Rio Ferdinand, they spoke out about it when they did their documentary. I'm definitely too scared to speak about it. I don't want, because I like that, I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to do it injustice. I don't want to say the wrong thing and upset anyone because that's not what I'm actually here to do. As people may believe that or not. But I mean, I'm not ever out here trying to upset anyone. So I, you know, it's 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 weird and it's a weird situation. And I would love to be able to help people grow and families grow and relationships grow and blossom. But I just don't know if you know me and Teddy will be able to publicly talk about that because I don't know if it's really our setting to be able to do so. Do you know what, Faye? I don't know how much you know this, but you were so loved by everyone. And I want to cry for you. I do. Because there's so much intellect to you and there's so much incredible knowledge and life experience that you've picked up. And I just wish more people could learn from you and not troll you and not be user 304 and actually put you on that pedestal that you deserve and see that and for you to really see the love that you have from everyone because you've just over this episode you've just really opened my eyes to things I didn't know about and you've spoken so eloquently about it that I'm just like I'm just so taken aback by how amazing you are I knew you were amazing but I didn't realize how knowledgeable and how amazing you are oh I don't know I don't you know it's just it's subjects that are close to my heart and that I'm passionate about so obviously I'm always going to talk from the heart on them try and get me to talk about politics i mean man nah, i can't do that but 
I'll try, like anything I'm passionate about and that means something to me, I'll always try and shed a bit of light on it. And if my one life experience helps one other person, then, you know, that's all I can wish for. As long as I've, I've spoken out and it's helped someone, then I've done a good job, right? You can watch Fate on Celebrity MasterChef on Wednesday night at 9pm on BBC One. And obviously, it's going to be on the BBC iPlay. It's an amazing series. Do go and watch it. And if you love Love Island, like me, this year on Security and Secure, I've already been joined by Josh Lugrave, Billy Brandt and Coco Lodge. And from Faye's year, I've been joined by Aaron Simpson, Amy Day, Rachel Finney. And on Security and Secure, go through the old catalogue. There are so many Love Island contestants on there over the years from you to Lalon. You've been listening to Security and Secure with me, Johnny C. If you like what you heard, please do go on iTunes, give a five-star rating and leave a review. And on Spotify, it's a five-star rating. And just remember, it's okay to not be okay. And once you've done all that, on social media, tag Faye, tag me at Johnny C for at Security and Secure Podcast. Tell everyone to listen because Faye's given you such incredible advice, so many incredible life lessons and experience that she's experienced. Let's share it. Let's share that conversation. It's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny C for Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.